0: Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a very special guest. Her name is Ellen Kosher, and she's all visiting us all the way from Geneva. And she's an economist and a certified workplace wellness consultant who holds a master's degree in health and wellness coaching. Following 10 years as an executive in finance, Ellen made some major lifestyle changes and has dedicated the past 20 years to walking your talk and talking your talk through workplace well-being, uh, promoting a holistic approach to eating, physical activity, health, resilience, and self-care. Ellen has coached hundreds of individuals and groups in dozens of organizations to make sustainable lifestyle changes, empowering them to go from knowing what to do to actually doing it. Most recently, Ellen's work focuses on her 50-plus demographic, including her recently released book, Wake Up, Shake Up, Thrive! how to lift up from your life in your 50s and beyond. Welcome, Ellen.
1: Thank you so much. It's lovely to be here.
0: So let's start with your journey. Tell us about your journey and how you got on this journey.
1: That's a very, very good question. People often ask me that. So I was an executive in management consulting and finance, and I'd been doing that for nine years when we decided to have our children and and have our family. And that gave me a little window of opportunity to look at my lifestyle. And at that point, I was overweight and overworked, and I didn't like what I saw. So I sort of took it upon myself to lose weight and really change my daily habits and when I did that, the company with whom I had lost weight, it was Weight Watchers. I'm sure many of your listeners know of Weight Watchers. It's it's the big company worldwide and very big in North America. They offered me a job. They said, Ellen, you walk your talk. They said, Ellen, uh, you've got the business savvy from your years in economics and finance. And you've really learned how to shift your lifestyle. Would you take over Weight Watchers at work? And for me, I have to say it felt like a dream because I could combine the goals I had achieved in business with the goals I had achieved on a personal level. And I had this feeling at the same time that I had achieved something I knew so many people were looking to to achieve in terms of my weight, my work-life balance, et cetera. I wanted to share it. So that's when I took over the job of Weight Watchers at Work and creating that for Switzerland. And that's really the first shift that I made from finance to well-being.
0: Excellent. You know, many people have heard of Weight Watchers and many people have benefit from Weight Watchers because their program is uh, keeps on changing for the customer. It is in a very intuitive program and the customer gets the benefit of it.
1: I totally agree. And I think that you'll see as we go on with our conversation today, that's probably one of the greatest things I took. I was very successful with Weight Watchers, and I've maintained my weight for 25 years, having lost it back then. But, and you'll see, I think, as our conversations move forward, one of the things that I have really brought into my personal and professional life is pivoting and shifting as things change. Like you said, Weight Watchers has done. They've known how to pivot and shift along the way to keep attracting new clients and keep up with the pace of the modern world.
0: And I think as far as Weight Watch programs, Weight Watchers has been the premier program out of all the programs that are out there.
1: Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And it's quite interesting, because I stayed with them for nine years. And when I left Weight Watchers seven years ago, it was not at all because I didn't believe in the program. And today, I, like you, I will still recommend that program. And neither of us is getting paid to do any advertising here whatsoever. That's However, right. what I did recognize at that point is that for weight management, that was only a piece of the pie, that we had many other things in the workplace, like stress management, sleep physical activity, personal alignment, that were just as important and very much linked to how we eat and what we eat. So that's when I created my own business as an entrepreneur. And I broke away from the model of the multinationals I had been working for and started doing my own thing.
0: Yes, unfortunately, we all eat for the wrong reasons. We eat for emotional eating. And that, I think, is the hardest thing to, to compensate for.
1: I agree. And I'm so glad you brought that up because the, what I did after I left Weight Watchers and I started on my, on my journey as a health and wellness coach is I certified in mindful eating And a lot of people think that means you sit and you focus on your food and you take a long time. No, mindful eating is about why we eat, when we choose to eat, and how much we eat. And that's something we need to tap into our own selves to actually, it's not about discipline. It's about listening to ourselves. So that added on to everything I learned at Weight Watchers really helped me on that weight on the the nutrition side of well-being, I would say.
0: That's huge. Now Mm -hmm. let's go into a little bit about you building your business. What has been the keys, you know, the keys to success in building your business?
1: Thank you so much for the question. Once again, um, you know, I live in a very small country. I live in Switzerland, population of 8 million people, um, yet I am a binational, I'm also American. And I always wanted to have a lot of impact in whatever I did. And one of the things, again, that um, has really helped me to become successful globally is adapting. It's what we talked about earlier. It's walking my talk. Every time I felt there was a new need, either among my clients, my corporate clients, Or I felt like with the mindful eating, I was like, why are people gaining the weight back? I lost my weight once and for all 25 years ago. What's this yo-yo stuff? I'm always looking to get to the solution. When workplaces were telling me, look, we've got people stressed out. The weight is not the issue, it's stress. I, I needed to solve these problems. So like we talked about earlier with Weight Watchers adjusting, I roll with the punches. Every time I saw there was a shift Somewhere, I shifted. I either further my education or I went out to learn what I needed to learn to be able to serve my clients. So number one for me is that agility. That's number one. Number two is nurturing my tribe. Nurturing my tribe, it's not about networking. For me, it's about giving. It's about giving so that people around you know what you have to offer and how you can support them. And I feel that by giving... First of all, you nurture wonderful relationships, you learn a ton, and it all comes back to you. So I find that those two things are really the key to success for any entrepreneur. What do you think?
0: Well, I I think that's important. I think those two are very important in any business. And and no doubt, uh, a business cannot survive without them.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So let's go on with your new business that you began uh, called shifting and creating a second business for the 50 plus and aging demographic. I I suspect you started that because you noticed the shifts that were going on.
1: Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, In two places. Again, I noticed them in me. (laughs) I turned 50, right? What I noticed, and this, again, this is the coaching. I I always wear two hats. I am a professional consultant and I'm a professional coach. Two very different things. We can have a whole conversation about that one day. But as a coach, um, I notice that we tend to attract people like ourselves. A young mother will very well coach young mothers. A senior executive will very often coach senior executives. And there tends to be a credibility there. So as I was approaching 50, clearly I was attracting executives like me around 50, a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of C-suite. So that was definitely an observation. But what I also noticed is there was this shift in the workplace. I was starting to see the great resignation. I was starting to see the quiet quitting. I was starting to see this baby boomer generation that was larger than the generation coming up wanting to leave the workplace because they've had enough or because women were menopausal and they were managing parents and kids leaving and they were too busy, they couldn't manage work. This is something we've seen a huge increase in through COVID. Observing that, I said, we need to save these people. We need to give companies the tools they need to keep these people thriving, at least through retirement years and maybe beyond. That is, again, a big conversation we're having now with the super age and this aging demographic. So definitely it was observing that, again, shifting to respond to what was presenting itself with me and my clients.
0: Now that shifting actually started before COVID, did it not?
1: Uh, yes, about a year before COVID, about a year before COVID. And that was again, about, I was in my early 50s and that's when that all started coming about. COVID just made it, it exacerbated the whole thing.
0: Yeah, it was the catalyst, no doubt.
1: Mm-hmm. It was one of many, but it definitely was a catalyst. I think it was another one, which was through COVID, we, um, a lot of, let's say 50 plus, became much savvier with tech. And what happened there is when people are savvier with tech, They can actually be more agile, creating businesses online, doing other jobs they might not have been able to do sitting in their corporate office. So this agility gave them confidence to actually, a lot of them went out on their own. And I don't know if you know this statistic, but entrepreneurs that are over 50 are three times more successful than young startup entrepreneurs.
0: Now, that's a fascinating statistic.
1: Right? (laughs) Gives a lot of people inspiration.
0: That, That is a huge inspiration giver right there. So let's get into your book, Wake Up, Shake Up, and Thrive. What do you espouse in that book?
1: So I'm going to show you my book because I have to say I'm very excited because the French version came out yesterday. So here we have the English version and here we have the French version. Now I'm going to share with you because it's quite it's quite comical. If people are not looking online, the name of the book is Wake Up, Shake Up, Thrive. And in French, we translated it to WUZUT, which is the abbreviation Wake Up, Shake Up, Thrive. And I'm gonna tell you the reason, because this is really fun. As we were um, deploying Wake Up, Shake Up, Thrive programs in the workplace, which I will outline for you in just a second, um, when we were deploying it, French people were having a really hard time saying it. They can't, you know, TH is hard for French speakers, myself included. And when we tried to translate it, if you speak French, it was secouez-vous, réveillez-vous. Uh, it was very long. So people started saying, can we say wouzout? And it became a verb. So today we wuzut, you wuzut, and you will see in the French version, it's it's je wouzout, vous wuzute, nous wouzouton. It's quite comical, wuzut. So it's become a buzzword. So what well, is wuzut all about? Do you does what, <laughs> <laughs> what
0: is do all about?
1: What is wuzut all about? WUZIT is about lifting up your life in your 50s and beyond. In the workplace, we have often prepared people for retirement by explaining them their finances. We've explained to them what they're going to get, you know, in terms of their 401k or whatever it might be. Today, life expectancy is well beyond 80. If we choose to retire at, say, 65, that gives us another 20 to 30 years of vibrant life to live. I don't need to know only about finances. What we do with Wuzu is we cover five dimensions of well being physical well being, emotional well being, spiritual well being, which is aligning with our purpose, intellectual well being, which is keeping our brain awake and alive, and finally, financial well being. Though I am a finance person, that finance piece is not about your 401k or whatever your retirement plan might be. It's about money mindset. Where do you want to spend your money? What do you want to get out of this third chapter of your extremely vibrant and long life? So that's what we do is we get in these five dimensions of well-being is what we're covering.
0: Well, let's go into each of those in a little bit more depth.
1: Perfect. Where would you like me to start?
0: Well, start at one. Start to point okay. one that you see.
1: So we usually start with physical well-being. And I asked you that question on purpose. As a coach, we really like to be led by what our clients want. So when we work with our clients, we start things. Where would you like to start? Where is your priority today? So if I start with physical well-being, um, we're looking at nutrition, activity, sleep, and mindfulness, those four aspects. And actually, it is the core, because if you are physically not well, you can talk about brain health all you want. If you don't feel good, you can't do any of that. So starting at the base camp of physical well-being, we look at what changes and specific things change with age. We don't eat the same. We don't sleep the same. We don't move the same. Happy to answer any questions on that if you want. So that's kind of the physical well-being. Dimension number one. Any questions?
0: No, that's pretty good. Let's go to two now.
1: (laughs) Cool. Dimension number two, emotional well-being. Emotional well being is about, and this is really tough for people that come out of many years of corporate workplace or C suite or full time work. It's really tough. We don't often tap into our emotions and our emotional intelligence when we are in an office. We kind of don't dare. So it's actually learning to manage our emotions and tap into how we feel. I'm going to share something with you. It's very short, but it's very poignant. When we look at emotions, we look at things like, just say sad, sadness, happiness, joy, whatever. Let's just say sadness. And we have this habit of saying, I am sad. Tapping into our emotions, I am sad. I am mad. I am, you are not. You notice you're feeling sad. And the difference in that is about embodying your emotions or being your emotions. You are not your emotions. When we take that little angle I notice I'm feeling sad, I can then manage it. So, managing these emotions in life is a really, really critical part of well being. Either they get all, otherwise, they get all bottled up, and that's what's leading us to burnout and depression. I think that's a really interesting little angle there.
0: I think it's an important statement you made. You are not your emotions, you exhibit your emotions.
1: (laughs) It's huge. It's huge. And the good news there is, Interestingly enough, beyond 50, we actually manage our emotions much better than younger people. It's one of the reasons we're so successful with entrepreneurship, because God only knows that entrepreneurship presents lots of emotional ups and downs.
0: Cool. So let's go on to point three.
1: Yeah. Dimension number three is going to be intellectual, intellectual well-being. Um, this is brain health. The reason is in the areas in the world, especially the blue zones, where people live the longest And where we have the least amount of um, cognitive, whether it's Alzheimer's, forgetfulness, senility, we have the least. It's where we stimulate our brains the most. And the way we stimulate our brains is with newness. We create new neural pathways. I don't want to get complicated. Think of it like you're putting a wheelbarrow through your garden and you've gone through that garden hundreds of times to a point where you've got this, this little rut that it's very hard to get the wheelbarrow out of. That's your neural pathway. And you've been going one way for years and years and years. The longer you stay in that rut, the deeper it gets, but you don't expand. And that decreases your brain health. The first day you go out of that rut and you learn something new, oof, it's hard. It's really hard. And the second day it's easier until the second rut becomes easier than the first creating these new neural pathways creates you a garden that is full of expansion. And that's what gives us literally a healthy brain and helps us avoid cognitive decline with aging, which can start as early as 30 or 40 years old.
0: Well, well, we've got a couple, we're running out of time already. So I'm going to shift gears now, Alan, go for it, Alan, how do you live a fantastic life?
1: Mm. One of the first things I do is I balance my life. So it is about sleep, nutrition, and daily exercise. I get at least an hour, an hour and a half out in nature, walking or whatever I happen to be doing um, every single day. And that's, that's non-negotiable. That's non-negotiable. I am an early to bed person, 30, 10 o'clock at night, and I eat well. So that really is the base.
0: That's important. And I think you would say that for all people involved in businesses, they must be involved in balance as well. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, um, I would say that's the key to going forward. I would encourage all of your listeners, well, whether they are a leader, whether they are a parent, whether they are a boss, to aim to walk the talk. Because if they can walk the talk, everybody else gets permission to follow and will do the same thing.
0: I think that's important. And I think more people have to listen to that. If they follow the balance, if they follow things, it's an easier path than to uh, really fight the stream, so to speak.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. So
0: we're getting close to the end. How can people find a copy of your book? And, and please name it again. And how can I they get in touch am. with your world again?
1: Yeah, it's super easy. So first of all, I'm very active on LinkedIn. People can always reach out on LinkedIn to Ellen Kosher, K-O-C-H-E-R. In terms of the website, um, the best website, there's a whole freebie hub. They can download lots of wonderful things, including the first two chapters of our book in English or French, all for free. That's on wakeupshakeupthrive.com. No hyphens, no points or anything, wakeupshakeupthrive.com. And the book in English is called Wake up, shake up, thrive, how to lift up your life in your 50s and beyond. And do you remember what it's called in French? Who's it? Who's it? Yes, 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 yes. Who's it? By Ellen Kosher and Dominique Bendao, my wonderful business partner.
0: Well, thank you so much. You know, it has been so much fun to have you here today. Uh, You know, you exemplify a business person that has made it through many different facets. You've made business something that you control, rather than business control you. And that is a rarity in this day and age. Uh, everybody seems to be chasing the rabbit out there. And it's not easy for people to get out of that zeitgeist out of that mold, and into their own world where they control it, and allow their life to be uh, their life rather than business's life.
1: Mm, thank you for saying that. And One last thing that I would love to share when you say about taking control, it's something, it's a word I don't love, control, but I love the word to take charge. For me, it's something that feels very empowering. And I agree, I think it's a definite um, asset for any entrepreneur, any business person.
0: For sure. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today we had Elaine Kusher here today, and she shared with us a lot about business. Please take it to heart. And please check back on my website, Dr. Alan Leica, D-R-A-L-L-E-N, Leica, lyck uh, There's a lot of great information for you there. Hope to talk to you soon. Bye for now. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Be sure and pick up a copy of Dr. Leica's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life, on Amazon.com. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. Have a fantastic
1: day.